Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. She's not a musician yet owns one of the top music schools in Florida. It's been said that a true entrepreneur can start and run any business regardless of whether they have expertise in the industry or not. Vision, enthusiasm, true grit, and a high tolerance for ambiguity are the required ingredients these unique individuals employ to build a successful business. And for the record, these qualities can be found in both men and women who truly have the entrepreneurial gene. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I'm very happy to welcome Jenny Townsend, Chief Executive Orchestrator at The Music Compound. In this episode, you'll learn one thing most people don't know about Jenny, why she chose to start a music business even though she's not a musician or even follows the music scene, why her music school is actually more like a social club, the creative way Music Compound combines the love of music with acquiring life and leadership skills, why you might want to join The Music Compound, and much, much more. Thank you for stopping by today. As it is, my hope you will listen, learn, but most importantly, connect. Jenny Townsend, Chief Executive Orchestrator at the Music Compound, where you do music lessons for all ages, instruments, and genres. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Bob, thank you. I'm ready to rock out with you. (laughs) Well, I'm already laughing because Jenny and I were having a great time before I hit record, so we're already having fun, and we're going to get into some more fun here because you are an interesting person. You have a fascinating music business that I think is really cool. We're going to get into all that, but before we do, I get to ask you my favorite question, which is what is one thing that most people don't know about Jenny Townsend? Well, most people assume that I play an instrument or tons. They assume I have an education background and that I have children. And I have none of that. (laughs) And how'd you get in the music business? (laughs) So, uh, well, I'll say that when I was younger, my dad um, owned a window cleaning company. And we used to service all the Publixes and Walgreens. And um, it was a great career for my parents and it provided a lot for us children. And I was living in Orlando going to college and I was in Coco doing a woman's house, um, cleaning her windows. And she was like 25 or 26. And I was like, what do you do? And she says, well, I own a cheerleading school. 
And at that moment, I said, one day I'm going to have a child-based business. No mm. clue or that Music Compound was ever going to exist. But I thought about how cool would it be to be her in the future? So anyways, I graduate college. I come back to Sarasota and I got into real estate. And I did real estate for seven or so years. And the market crashed. And at that point, it was 2008, and I only had an associate's degree. And even though I could outwork, outsell, and outdo most people, uh, unfortunately, no one would hire me because I would, didn't have a bachelor's degree. Yeah. And similar time to like COVID, you know how a lot of people got laid off or they didn't have sure, a job yeah, and they yeah. had to figure out what the hell they were going to do next. Um, so I had the opportunity to then go to school, get my bachelor's degree. And my final semester, we were challenged to create a business. And I was working at the Packing House Cafe, which if you don't know about the Packing House Cafe, they've got great music, great food. And I was working at Leroy Selman's at the time. And I was surrounded by musicians. And all of them wanted a place to jam, connect, perform. And I was like, that's a cool business idea. Let me use that for my class project. So I did. And then when I got to the financial aspect of it, I quickly realized that those individuals have no money. They're not going to pay for space. They're not going to rent my studio or my warehouse. Starving artists. They really, really are. So I was like, all right, how am I going to fund this? And that's when the light bulb went off. And I thought my parents invested so much time, energy, and money in me. And then I thought back to that young lady in her 20s that owned the cheerleading school. And I said, ah, this is going to be my child-based business. And so that's when I flipped the switch and basically created a music school that was cool. It was edgy. It was contemporary as well. And originally, the name for Music Compound was Sarasota Academy of Music. And this is like 2008 or nine. I'm thinking Google Analytics and keywords. Yep. The only music school in Sarasota at that time was Sam Ash. So I was thinking Sam and then like Sarasota Academy of Music, search engines, music, this company would populate. That would be smart. Um, yeah. <laughs> so anyways, long story short, I got a job traveling for three to five years selling beneficial bacteria to plumbers. And then I was selling wedding dresses. So my life was say yes to the dress. And my goodness. <laughs> every city I was in, I would Google music school. And I started touring music schools and interviewing owners and managers and basically put it all in a blender. And when the time was right, after working um, locally in the Sarasota area, um, my husband and I decided that I could quit my job and go and launch my dream career and open the school, which I then changed the name to Music Compound. You have just thrown so much out here. There's so much here to unpack. What what's what's so funny about this? Not funny, but fascinating. It's like back in episode uh, 119, I had Pam and Les McCurdy on, mm -hmm. which of course run McCurdy's comedy club and theater, right? Mm -hmm. And Pam twisted Les's arm to get into the business. I mean, he had no desire to get into, into the uh, comedy business. And so I've just always found it fascinating how people get into the, the businesses that they do. The, the other thing that, that was kind of dawning on me is like, is, because we were talking before we hit record, I'm asking about bands and stuff like this. You say, nope, nope, I really don't follow bands. So you're, you're kind of like the you're like the ultimate uh, entrepreneur where you just saw a need and filled it. And 
I, I come from the, the, you know, the Cincinnati area and there's a guy, it's called Jungle Gyms. It's, and it's famous throughout the Midwest and it's a huge, huge supermarket that has all these international foods. It also has a, uh, has all these dancing animals for kids. It has this, uh, um, it has you know, like these rides and things like this. And he put together just this, this funky eclectic thing. And, but the thing is people ask him, well, you are obviously a foodie. He goes, no, I could care less about food. He says, I just, he said, I just, I just started this and it worked. And he said, I stayed with it for 40 years. And you kind of sound just like jungle gyms. <laughs> Well, I do love music. I am a concert junkie for sure. I just, I grew up on a farm. So I grew up listening to country music until my freshman year of high school. And my friends introduced me to Outkast and Tupac. And then, uh, you know, then I had a love for other music as well. But yeah, it's funny. My studio manager and I were just away last weekend. And she was asking me about all these bands and telling me all this music history about guitarists. And I was like, Led Zeppelin? I thought it was a person. So, you know, who knows? <laughs> Bite but your I'm, tongue. I grew up with Led Zeppelin, <laughs> my favorite band. <laughs> they're all they're always educating me and I've surrounded myself with some amazing people. But I'm sure. you know, with the music compound, it is unique, it is fun, and you know, we I get the pleasure, along with my staff, to turn people's musical dreams into reality. And I will tell you that I talked about music compound from 2009 to 2016. And I had so many people say, you're never going to be able to do it because you don't have the background or you don't have the skill set. And I had so many naysayers and very close friends and family of mine told me, stop talking about it. We're sick of hearing about the music compound. And here we are eight years later and they're like, oh, you actually did it. And it's the most rewarding thing. So anybody that's listening out there, follow your dreams, go start that dream business because you can be successful. You, you know, I, and we're doing this virtually. I wish I could give you a hug right now because every virtually every entrepreneur I've ever talked with goes through that. It's and I, I'm very similar. I didn't know what a backlink was before I started podcasting, and so you, just something if you're fascinated by and you stick stick with it, and you do grow to love it because you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into it. So that. That's very, very cool. But so, so you kind of share with us the genesis of the idea. Tell us more about the Music Compound. What services do you actually offer? Yeah, so, well, Music Compound, first of all, is a music school. However, the core of our services are really life skills. I grew up doing team sports and leadership. So a lot of the services that we offer our music lessons. However, we incorporate a lot of other skill sets that of their life. So we do guitar lessons, piano, ukulele, drum. A lot of that is one-on-one. We do some group classes too, which I'll talk about. Um, but for the most part, what's unique about Music Compound is we're performance-based. So we have a 3,000-square-foot concert venue on site, and that allows all of our students of all ages to perform every single month. So it keeps the lessons fun. You're constantly working on a new theme or a new song. We're exposing them to different genres. And then they get to perform for their fans, which is, for the most part, is their friends and their family members. And two things happen on that stage. One, they do an amazing job and they're fueled and they're inspired and they're celebrating, you know, all the joy of having all those people clap for them. And then the second thing that could happen would be maybe they missed a part on, you know, a chord change or their voice cracked when they were singing. That 
really takes them to the next level because now they know what they need to be working on in their lessons week after week. Which Very cool. The two of those things, I mean, you have good concerts and you have bad concerts, but for the most part, that really helps with the progress and contributes to that music journey and their success as well. And those concerts are just absolutely amazing because you see four-year-olds and five-year-olds and you see 84-year-olds performing. So it doesn't matter what age you are, you can get on that stage and perform and you don't even have to be that great. Uh, it's a great place for people to get started with their music journey. We've got some really great seasoned professionals now that have been with us for a while that are actually touring and you know, releasing their own albums. And they all started on our stage. So it's really super cool to see that growth. Um, a lot of questions that I get asked is, can I sign my four or five-year-old up or is that too young? And since we are team focused. We have youth band programs that cater to that age group where it allows them to play piano, drum, and guitar all within the same 45-minute class setting. And what's super cool about that is that in the future, they say, hey, mom, I want to play piano or I want to play guitar. They're making that decision. They're the ones that are going to be practicing that instrument more now because they picked the instrument. They have a love and passion for music. Yeah, and so so Jenny is looking at me with a big cheesy smile on my face because man, when I was a kid, you know, my mother she shoved the piano and the organ down my throat. It's just like I, you know, I didn't want to do either. I, you know, I was a farm kid and I was wanting to catch raccoons and groundhogs and bring them home rather than do that. But what, what what struck me as you were talking, I thought, I thought what's what's fascinating about this is is a team based approach. And the fact that you are leveraging the music environment really to build life skills. And I think it was, I had the uh, music, um, let's see, I know I had the, I had the uh, Circus Arts Conservatory back, way back, um, I think in episode 19 with Jennifer Mitchell, she came on. And what was fascinating, she used, she uses the circus arts to teach things like calculus, I guess, body movements and math. And I'm just like, man, where were you guys when I was growing up? You know, That's we were, I guess we were growing up too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that is fascinating. And also the, the other thing that I really think is so cool is that you get, whether they're ever going, whether your students and clients are ever going to really have a sustained involvement with music, you get them up on stage, which is one of the greatest fears in life, having to be up in front of people, having to talk or give a speech and certainly to sing. Are you kidding me? That is an incredible life skill. Yeah, I, I want to mention that a lot of our students that come in when I show them the stage, they're like, oh, no, no, no. Or their parents like, my child's never getting on that stage. And three to six months later, that kid is on that stage and they're slaying it. Or like six months to a year later, they're like, well, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Instagram. You can follow my music. And they have so much confidence that it's just, I feel like that's where like the joy and the reward comes it's like to us as teachers and the innovators of Music Compound. And it's just, it's remarkable. And we've got super talented people. They're just afraid to get on stage. So uh, it is a great platform to have in our community where it doesn't matter what your skill set is. We're providing that stage where they can grow and transform. And who knows what we're going to inspire them to do. Absolutely. That's an incredible leadership skill. 
just to have that confidence in front of people. That I, I think that that's extraordinary. Well, you've already kind of given me the DNA, you know, of the of the school itself. Take us back when you were launching. You launched the school, and typically, what happens in any entrepreneurial endeavor, somewhere in the first few months, first year or two, you know, you're sitting there at home in the living room and you're going, what have I done? <laughs> Did you ever hit that wall? Many times. <laughs> Many times. So yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, when I was getting Music Compound started, um, I was married. I had a job prior to that and I saved some money before I made my departure. And when it came to getting a loan, I didn't really think of that I was going to qualify for a loan. So I actually started doing my own Kickstarter campaign. I hosted my own Shark Tank event where I basically cool. brought in a bunch of stakeholders. And those would be potential teachers, uh, people in the arts industry. And basically, I just hosted Q&As and I let them grill me so that I could make sure I had the right plan. And I partnered up with SCORE for a mentor. And I had a SCORE mentor that I met with um, every single week. And we were able to get the budget in line to where I was able to get financing. And I hosted an event like right before I launched Music Compound. It was in October. It was uh, called Beer Bands and Barbecue. And that first event allowed me to raise $10,000 basically for my Kickstarter campaign. And that's what allowed me to sign the lease and pay first ones and security deposit to get oh, Music man. Compound until I qualified for the loan. And we grew very fast. I had 1,800 square feet in the very beginning. By April, we were at max capacity. And I had to take over 6,500 square feet in our current um, plaza. And what's interesting is I did a sublease for that 1,800 square feet. And the guy and I had an agreement. And I said, okay, as soon as I get that other space, you're going to let me out of this. He goes, oh, yeah, 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 sure. And he didn't. He kept me on the hook for a whole year and I had to pay yeah. two rents. And it cost me a lot of money as well because I had to like re revamp and renovate the other place. So that was a huge mistake where I was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? One of those, you know, entrepreneurial moments that you fail and but you learn from We've it. And all I'll never been through it. We've make all that mistake been through it. And um, but there's been some challenges, you know, as an entrepreneur, you are eating, breathing, sleeping your entire business and everyone you come in contact with and you bring on board and you want to be part of your organization, you expect that same thing from them. And most entrepreneurs and people that start their own business uh, don't pay themselves. So I didn't pay myself for the first three and a half years. And that was really challenging. And anyways, I added myself sure to payroll is. and change. But so there's a lot of things that you go through in those first three years um, while you're learning. And you've got to really become in check with your expectations of people. And one of my mentors said, you need to add yourself to payroll. You're going to become a different manager and leader. And once I put myself on payroll, now granted, I paid myself, I think, $5,000 the first year. Who knows? It was minimal. I became a different leader. And so there's been a lot How of growth. So? You, you know, because before I was treating people poorly because they were, I was paying them to work that I wasn't paying myself. And then I didn't feel like they were worth the money that I was paying them because they weren't doing it the way that I wanted it done or they weren't working as hard as me. So there was like a lot of resentment there. So once I added myself to payroll, um, it changed the leader that I was. And my mentor also outlined to me, your employees are employees. 
you're our paycheck. You are nothing more. They're not going to invest any, any more of their time into the company than they need to. And so that was a huge mindset shift as well as just being realistic, realistic with expectations. Because once again, I had been working on this dream and this vision and this business plan for so many years. And so there was a lot of pressure. Um, and you know, there's times too, when you're running a business and you're full into it, that you forget about your life outside of work. And I very much just, Music Compound became my world. It became my life. It became my love, my baby, my everything. And I forgot I was married. I forgot I had family to tend to. And so it led to a whole different slew of challenges. And um, so there's plenty of times where I've been like, what the heck did I do? It's, it's, and, and you're hitting, again, you're hitting on so many different things. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking about, it's actually an interview that was done with Kobe Bryant, you know, the, the late, great Kobe Bryant, a fantastic basketball player. And they, they said, you know, what did it take for you to become? They said, well, he said, unfortunately, he goes, friend relationships suffered, uh, family relationships suffered. Um, he, he became very single-minded. And that particularly is what you have to do as a young entrepreneur, young meaning just in the stages of development for that business. And the very, very people that probably told you not to do it are the ones that were suffering in the relationship. And that's that's a rough go, but that's entrepreneurialism, at least at least for your first go round, it is. That's incredible. Yes, lots of tears, lots of heartache, lots of pain, but lots of reward as well. Um, one thing that why I didn't pay myself is I was so fueled and I felt like I was getting so much fulfillment from the lives I was changing and the jobs I were creating and the people that were coming into my place of business that I would have done that for free forever. Like, honestly, I would have because right. it was just so much joy and passion. Right. I was paid by having the opportunity to be with people. And unfortunately, that was not paying the bills. And it led to a lot of you know personal struggles and issues as well because I, I went from making a great salary to not pay myself for three and a half years. So, which can be very hard on a marriage. Um, so you, you, you made know. a great salary by selling bacteria to plumbers and bridal dresses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's a, that's an industry I'm going to have to research. Yeah. You know, if you make money it, beneficial that, bacteria, it's, <laughs> it's actually has a great uses and it helps yeah, with sure. eating yeah. fats, oils and greases in the whole nine. Yes. I still have um, the sales pitch down. <laughs> well, my daughter used to sh sell shingles to a uh, roofer. So, uh, uh, well, I mean, that's another, that's another story. That's another story. So, so you're how many years now into music compound? So music compound is in its eighth year business and we've got two locations, one in Sarasota, one in Manatee. I did have a location downtown for a short period of time. That was uh, an emotional decision. It was back in 2018 when I was struggling in my marriage and I thought I was going to be getting divorced. And I was like, oh my God, all I know how to do is work. I need to open another location to keep me busy. So um, I opened up another location and then uh, two of my staff members that were leads on my team wanted to go hike the Appalachian Trail. So when they were leaving, I said, okay, I don't want to do this much work now that I understand work-life balance. So we closed that location. Um, and we'll set our Manatee location will be one year in this July. You, you know, I mentioned, I think before we hit record, uh, a fellow I've read for many years named Seth Godin. He says, he says, you don't end up with the business you deserve. You end up with the business that really lets your customers, your clients want and whatnot. Is, is, 
Is this the business you had envisioned? Believe it or not, it actually is. Uh, I remember I created this business in 2009. I didn't launch it until 2016. So I have a, had a very well thought out plan. I did a lot of market research. I interviewed a lot of different people. And so has it gone the way that I thought it was going to go completely? No. However, I did know that I was going to have a membership-based place. I knew I was going to have multiple locations. I knew I was going to lead my team in a certain way. I knew the demographic that we were going to cater to. So, you know, with, you know, a marriage debacle in 18 and then you had COVID in 2020, no, it didn't go according to plan. But for the most part, it's where I thought it would be. I just thought it would be a little bit larger, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Well, good. Yeah, you're quite the visionary. Well, come back to the membership model. I think that's fascinating because that's a cash flow issue then at that point, correct? Or it's a cash flow. It's an intentional decision you made about cash flow rather than signing up for X number of lessons. Now you're part of a club. Correct. I mean, you really are part of a club when you come to Music Compound. Uh, our memberships have changed throughout the years. Like we had one level, then we had three levels, and now we just have one level. Um, and the membership is based on different services and offerings that we have. Doesn't mean that every single person is going to take advantage of every single service. However, it's there because we wanted to create a community where people didn't have to pay an extra to be part of one program or another. We want them to be able to say yes very easily. And the memberships have prices have totally changed from when I opened. I mean, when I first opened in 16, I was charging 135 a month, and now we're charging 220 a month. Uh, so it definitely has changed and helped with cash flow. Uh, most of the music schools across the country were charging per lesson or every four lessons. Right. right. And so, and I was doing every four lessons when I first started, but it was an accounting nightmare. And what ended up happening is some of my clients would end up paying me twice in one month. And so one of the ways that we did the changeover is we just made a membership fee once a month and it really helped with budgeting and forecasting and really thinking about the expansions and what was really possible. And one of my mentors, uh, Jamie, who owns or did own Cool Today, um, you know, as soon as he saw my membership business, uh, he really latched on and was, has been a great mentor through that because That's that cool. is the way to like keep that revenue coming in every single month. Now, we are a child-based business. So during summer, those memberships do come down a little bit. However, we have summer camp to kind of keep that afloat. So I, I, I want and I want to get into some of the events and some of the details of the services that you offer. But uh, it's interesting because I was a member of a private club for several years here and one of the and, and it was you had to pay a you know, large fee at the beginning of every year. But it was interesting was all the other clubs are going to that subscription-based model. And I think as a consumer, um, I'm good with that because you, then you can budget and you know what it's going with. But it's also going to help you out as, a, as an entrepreneur as well as a business owner. Yeah. And you know what? The parents really appreciate it too. The clients like the membership where it's just, it's on auto pay. They don't have to worry about it. They know it's going to be taken care of. Um, and the way that our memberships work too, it's like, if you pay for lessons, you can credit them, use them at a different time. And there's a lot of flexibility with having that membership model. And your cancellation policy is super, super clear when you have a membership model. So if anyone's thinking about doing a business, uh, I would highly recommend doing a membership model when building your business. I would too. I would too. So now I'm on your website here at musiccompound.com. And I'm just looking at some of the different tabs and the different services you offer. 
you have bass guitar lessons, digital music lessons, you got drum lessons, guitar, piano, ukulele, ukulele. I know that's interesting to me. You got vocal, got group lessons, bands, early childhood, kids rock. Then you have events, uh, shred the love, performance workshops. My goodness, you have an incredible menu of different opportunities for budding musicians. What, what, what do you enjoy the which of these do you enjoy the most? It's it's hard to say which one I enjoy the most because they're all slightly different when you think about the different ages. And I'm going to start with the adults first. What I love about our adult jam session is that so many individuals had made some really great friends out of our weekly jam session that's exclusively for adults on Thursdays. Adult bands have actually formed out of this adult jam session that we have every single week where you have guys and gals that have dreamed of being in a band their entire life and they come to our jam session and they meet people and then they start the bands and now they're gigging at Big Top and a lot of other places in the community. So I feel like that's probably one of my favorite programs just because of the fact of the connections that it creates and it kind of goes into our tagline of inspire, collaborate, and educate. Mm-hmm. And we recently launched a new adult program called New Horizons, which is led by David DeWitt. And that's for individuals that are 50 and over that played music as a child and now want to reconnect with that instrument. That's more of like an ensemble instrument. So now we've got this man that's 92 years old coming to Music Compound every single week for a two-hour rehearsal. And they're all connecting and sharing stories. And I feel like that's the most beautiful thing about Music Compound. And I would say, you know, the private lessons, we have like an original artist series, and that's where we inspire individuals to write their own music and we help them with songwriting, chord progression. We help them with the vocals, they perform it. And then we go into helping them with producing that music and we teach them how to use Pro Tools and Logic so that they can do this in the future on their own time and that we they have the tools we don't have to pay a lot of money for someone else to produce their music. We've had a lot of students just write their own song. I actually wrote my own song. I attended one of our courses and I wrote a song called New Day and it's on YouTube. Um, my, All vocals right. are, my vocals are horrible, like so horrible. I showed this video at summer camp or spring break camp and the well, kid didn't realize- We're going to put that in the show notes. We're definitely <laughs> going to put that in the show notes. <laughs> the, the kid didn't realize it was me. And he's like, that person needs vocal lessons, Miss Jenny. And I was like, that's me. And oh, he felt so bad. But anyways, we do inspire individuality. And um, those those are probably the top three things that I love about Music Compound. Well, I think you're tapping into something that I've experienced personally, and I see with other people as you age, and this is, I, I don't have any you know, data or scientific info on this, but it seems to me when you age, you see more people picking up painting, or as you're experiencing, that they would pick up an instrument or they want to sing. I have been more, have more of a bended ear towards the arts, and I grew up in a sports world, you know, baseball, basketball, football, Midwest, you know, very, very typical scenario so i i think that you're you know i think that you're 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 tapping into that do you happen to know a fellow by the name of dr herbert silverstein i he was episode i forget like number three or four oh is he an ear doctor here in town he is an ear doctor Mm -hmm. and he i I, he's got to be later excuse me late 80s maybe early 90s he's a fascinating guy he's incredibly accomplished he has a couple world-class clinics uh Mm -hmm. where he specialized in many ears disease, inner ear problems, whatnot. But when he was at an advanced st- stage of his life, he he 
was fascinated by Chick Corea. And so he started to become a jazz musician and is writing and composing. He sold stuff on, I don't know, Spotify or whatever. But uh, I, I just thought that was really fascinating. So you're, you're kind of tapping into that. That's pretty fascinating. It's fun. It's it's cool to see people come in at you know the later years. They're like, I always wanted to learn guitar. I've always wanted to learn piano, and they go from taking lessons to jamming out to performing on stage and living out this like long term dream that they had. It's super cool, and to see their family come out and support them and cheer them on is also super cute. It's it's like all those bucket list things where you always want to great want to write the great American novel or want to learn a second language and all that type of stuff. Well. What is, I can't let you go before you tell us a couple of stories, some of your favorite stories of some teachers, some instructors, some clients, some kids, some, you know, some adults that came in here and you just, what's your favorite story? Uh, well, the, the story that pops up just off the top of my head is our, one of our youth bands, had the opportunity to play with Tim Reynolds uh, two years ago, which Tim Reynolds is the guitarist for Dave Matthews Band. So that was super cool that we all got to That's meet him. That's very cool. I love Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, I know a lot of people do. I went to a lot of his concerts in high school. Cool. So, um, so that was one of the, that's a pretty cool thing as well. And I would see just the collaboration some, with three of our students. We took three of our students that were completely different genres and, um, they lived in different places as well, Lewis, Jen, and Brandon. And we put them together for six weeks and they wrote three original songs and they were able to collaborate and they produced all the music. They wrote all the lyrics. One song started off with a guitar riff that one of them wrote. And I think that was one of the super cool things. And seeing some of our students get into Belmont and some really great colleges. Belmont's a great school. One of my kids was there, yeah. Specific. And two months ago, I hosted a college workshop, and we had 15 of our students come and attend that workshop. And I had a panelist of uh, music educators that had either went to USF, FSU, SCF as well, or some other colleges. And they were on a panel speaking about the journey on how to get the best education and fund it in different uh, positions available and careers and what the income was. And half of the students that are music compound members all raise their hand because they want to go into music education as a career because of our music teachers at music compound. That is very cool. I'm sure it's very gratifying, very gratifying. Yes. So, and I think maybe the, another highlight would just be our fifth year anniversary party. We hosted at Robarts arena and 2021 and we were masked up and we had all these safety protocols but it was super cool to rent out robarts arena for a music school five-year anniversary party i had never imagined it and basically the entrance of the event was shaped as a five and it was basically a maze of all of the years of music compound starting in 2015 and it was super cool all of our members were in all the photos and it was a really cool experience to walk down memory lane and have all of our teachers and members be part of it. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Well, you're obviously doing something right. You've been named Best of SRQ 2021, Greater Sarasota Chamber of Commerce, Small Business Award winner, and a finalist. You know, oh, before I let you go, I, I got to ask you, what is a cigar box guitar workshop? Yeah, I saw that on your website. I'm like, no, I, I got to sign up for that because I like cigars. 
Yeah. So actually, Steve Arvey, uh, I met him. He was in my first annual Beer Bands Barbecue event in 2015. And I connected with him and he used to to create these cigar box guitars and he's like, let's do so much fun. Let's do a workshop. So we hosted a workshop, um, of April of 2016 at my original location. And we've done a few others and he hosts those type of festivals all over Sarasota. I think they do them at big top and Stolomeyers and a couple other places. So they're tons of fun. He teaches you how to play them. And, um, it's just a fun instrument to make music with. So you're at two locations. You're on Cattleman Road, and we're going to put all this in the show notes and in the introduction. But you're at Cattleman Road. You're also in Bradenton. Where do you want to take the music compound? Well, that's the question I ask myself every day. You know, as an entrepreneur, and when you've been through a lot of hell to get where you are, it's kind of like you want to like embrace and you know enjoy every single piece of fruit that you now have. But there is a sense of like wanting to grow and when I started the company, I had a one, three, five, and I'm past that five-year mark. And I had anticipated I would have multiple locations in St. Pete, Tampa, and beyond. So there is still part of me that really wants to go and continue opening locations. But I also want to be realistic as well. And, you know, the market is different. We're on, you know, there's a recession possibly happening or is happening. And finding really good people that are passionate about what they're doing and being able to afford the, that staff and the new hires and everything else like that. So you've got some variables um, that maybe weren't a challenge several years ago. Um, so I'm kind of trying to decide what I want to do. Um, we are you know, launching some online courses and doing a lot of videos and enhancing our current education, which we now have a journal. So everybody that comes to Music Compound is going to get a learning journal. And we have educational videos as a supplement as well. So there's a lot of things that we're doing to boost the quality of our education. Every year we pick a word for our company and this year it's quality. So right now the focus is um, what we currently have. We're just really, really grateful for that. And we just want to hold on to everything that we have and you know, just keep rocking. And we're going to see what happens in the next few months and see where the road leads to us. That's very cool. That's very cool. Well, Jenny, I can't tell you how impressed I am with um, hearing how you kind of laid everything out mentally and then business plan and all that sort of jazz and what you've been able to accomplish in just a few short years. I am going to let you go, but you know what we forgot to do up front? We forgot to give a shout out to our buddy, Tom Lelio. Oh, yes, Tom. Love Tom. Tom. Sorry about that, Tom. We had you on episode 112. And, uh, People listen to our listeners. You should go listen to his story because he was a uh, youth pastor. And now he's now he's selling million dollar jets. <laughs> Which he, I have to say, he got his t- sales training at Music Compound when he came to work at Music Compound. There you go. At first, I didn't even know what I was going to hire him for, and he came to sell me on video and photography. And the next thing I know, he's like, "I'm going to work for you." And I said, "I don't know what the hell you're going to do, but okay, let's do it." <laughs> And then one month later, my personal life blew up. So he had a full-time job. He took over for me and he automated my company and we gave him the sales training he needed so that he could go sell those million dollar planes. And for my 41st birthday, he took me flying, which was super cool. So that really grateful for cool. Tom and we're great that's friends. Cool. I love supporting that's, him. That's great. Well, Jenny, it's been a pleasure having you on the Sarasota Stories podcast. Just Promise me one thing that you're going to come back sometime in the future because this was too much fun. I feel like we just scratched the surface here. and But unfortunately, you got to get back to running a business. 
I do. Well, I look forward to rocking out with everybody that's listening. Once again, contact me uh, at Music Compound. And I just want to thank you for hosting this podcast as well as a fifth generation Sarasotian. I value what you're doing right now. And I love that you're (laughs) telling everybody about everybody that's here in Sarasota. So thank you. You bet. It's my pleasure. And uh, everybody, thank you for tuning in and listening. And as I always say, onward and upward. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect.